Welcome to your financial wake-up call. It's podcast time. I'm Vin Abenu, and with me is your lovely other co-host, Dave Crossan, <laughs> and he's got your financial wake-up call. Dave, coming in from Shoreline Wealth Management podcast number two. Number two, buddy. Last week was a little bit of an intro for everybody out there. This What's way, expect? This week we're, we're going gonna to get into tackling. the, the nitty-gritty. Yes. Um, your financial wake-up call because it is yours for you. Well, it's funny. We should talk about that a little bit. Yeah. The your the <laughs> not having any intro other than financial wake-up call. But you know what? The more I think about it, it is your financial wake-up yeah. call. Everything that we're going to be talking about, and again, this is going to be different conversations, general conversations. I'm never going to be, you know it, Vin, pounding the uh, desk, saying mm-hmm. you must do Not this. Here. You must do Not that. Here. But uh, this is all about the aha mo- moment, aha. The, the light bulb going ding. off, ding, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> just different ideas, different things to consider as we right. are here at the beginning of, can you believe it, Vin, 2000. 23. Still getting used to that. I know. When you're signing a check, <laughs> make like, sure ah, you put 23, even not 22. It, you're like, you're tempted date. to say 2020. No, no I know. three, three. Okay. It's going it's to take three. some time, especially if you're signing something <laughs> and you need to date it. Just right. Take your time because, again, we're used to the 2022, but here we are. So, right on. Vin, here, here's my thinking. So, let's kick this year off right by talking about sure. things to tackle at the beginning of your financial year. Mm-hmm. This is the initial wake up, if you will. Things wakey, that you wakey. need. To, exactly. So number one, we look at last year. We look at 2022 and the S&P 500 was down almost 20%. Yeah. And that's a good gauge of the stock market, blue chip stocks. When you look at a market that returned almost a negative 20%. It's like, you know what? This is a great time, the beginning of the year, if you're working with a financial advisor to set up that appointment. Go look at how your investments did. Make sure, number one, that they fall in line with your risk tolerance. They fall in line with your time horizon and also make sure you're properly diversified. And that's the job of the financial advisor to make sure you're properly allocated. Now, different investments that you had, maybe ones uh, that underperformed, you could use this as an opportunity to reallocate. Again, this is a conversation Mm. when you sit down, that's the job of that financial advisor to say, okay, this is what took place going forward. This is what we want to do. Now, again, I'm a firm believer you have to be careful of the emotion of the market because for a lot of people, when you see a market down that much, it's that panic. You know, you watch that financial uh, television show or you listen to financial radio shows and you get nervous and the emotion kicks in and you have a tendency to make a move that later you're going to regret. And unfortunately with the market, what ends up happening is when an investment is increasing. Let's say a stock keeps going up and up and up. It's that desire that, oh, I'm going to miss out. Mm. And you jump on it. And then all of a sudden you're buying it at a high. And now the market starts coming down. You sell. You need to take that deep breath and lean on your advisor. Say, okay, is this an opportunity that we should maybe be adding money to this investment? Or is this one of those where we need to basically take a walk? Right. Look the other way. If you're properly set up, you're properly diversified. The idea behind that is 
by being properly spread out is to kind of weather the storm during what has been a tough year in 2022. So there it is. Number one, go see that advisor. And if you don't have an advisor, and I've spoken to a lot of people that have done it on their own. And let's be honest, up to this year, the market has done really well. But this is one of those times where you have to take a look at it. It's like, you know what? Here's where I'm at. Maybe I'm nearing retirement. Maybe I'm at a situation where I do need that guidance to make that transition, to make sure that how I'm set up right now, let's say if the market doesn't do well this year and the following year, whatever happens, that you are properly diversified and you're properly set up to weather the storm. So if you don't have a financial advisor, this would be a good time to say, you know what, I could use that guidance, I could use that assistance to look for some help. And again, this is what I do for a living and I'm always available to speak to anybody that is, of course, listening to this podcast and to provide financial guidance. Right. Here's another one, Vin. Beginning the year for individuals that are at that age where they're needing to take required minimum distributions. Uh-huh. Currently that age 72, if maybe this is your first year that you need to start taking money out of your retirement accounts. These accounts that have been growing for you for years, that have been all pre-tax money that now the IRS is saying you need to start a distribution strategy. Or for people that are listening that already are, this is a new year. Here is what you need to do. And the rules have changed. There are a lot of different tables to look at depending on your situation and how to figure out what your distribution needs to be. And mm. again, that's where your financial advisor would provide that guidance. I say to people all the time, and, I, and unfortunately, you know, we get busy doing our different things in life that people are like in December, like, oh, I have to take my required distribution. Let's just make up a number of it. Let's say it's And during the course of 2023, let's say that's what you need to take out. People have a tendency to take it at the end of the year. Well, my thinking is, why not take it out gradually? Why not say, hey, I've got to take out $6,000. Why don't I set up with my financial advisor to take it out monthly? Sure. For the IRS, all that they care about is that you take it out prior to the end of the year. That could be taken in all in December. That could be all in January. But why not benefit from it? Set it up like a pension. This could be utilized for your maintenance, your association fees, electric bill, whatever, car payment, insurance. Why not take it out gradually so you know, hey, I've got X amount coming into my bank account that I'll use for your different for my different bills. Something to do, something to talk about for people that need to start taking the required minimum distributions or are already doing it. Consider taking it out that benefits you through the course of the year. Now, here's another one. Mm. As we're looking at things to do, things to look at for 2023, for any accounts that you have a beneficiary designation, that could be an IRA account, that could be a 401k, that could be an insurance policy, Always remember that, let's say your will says something completely different. Let's okay. say, I'll make this up then. Let's say for my 401k, I have it all going to you, buddy. Congratulations. Hey, I, hey, something happens not? to me, I, <laughs> I pass away, it goes to you. But if the beneficiary designation says something different, that's where the money's going. That will always supersede whatever's in the will. So number one, I just want to 
well, I guess I am pounding the desk on this no, one. Oh, boy. Is verify for any accounts that have a beneficiary designation. It's the direction you want to go. Now, sometimes this is a good exercise. Let's say, unfortunately, somebody passed away or you've just changed your estate plan that you want whatever account that you have a beneficiary designation for okay. to go a different direction. Review those beneficiaries. Review that they're exactly the direction you want to go or to those individuals that you want them to go to. Because again, just to emphasize, if the will says something different, it doesn't matter. It's whatever those beneficiary designations say, that's the direction you go, or the money goes, I should say, if something happens to you. So take the time, review those beneficiary designations to make sure it's properly set up. And especially too, Vin, when it comes to retirement accounts, mm-hmm. if there isn't, and I'll, here's another thing to consider, let's say that account, your 401k, your traditional IRA, you haven't put a beneficiary designation. Maybe it's to the estate of, and for whatever reason, you're like, oh, I'll get to it. I, I don't know where I should, or who I should designate this money to. Right. In that situation, that could limit the settlement options, if you will, on whatever your will says. So for example, let's say I have a 401k okay. and I just never listed a beneficiary. It's to the state of, so now to find out where that money goes, well, yes, now it has to go to whatever the will says. And once that will is probated, we'll figure out, okay, that retirement account will go to these individuals. Well, the problem is because they weren't named outright as beneficiaries on this retirement account, it's going to limit their settlement options. Mm. In other words, it will limit the ability to stretch that money out because consider it's all pre-tax money. Let's say one of the options there to go ahead and do it as a stretch so your beneficiaries could take it out over time, that could be something that's completely eliminated. It may force a liquidation of that account that the whole thing is taxable. So it could create bigger tax issues and create tax problems, if you will, for somebody having to settle that all up all at one shot, especially because if you name a beneficiary designation, it does provide various beneficiary settlement options. So that's the other side of it. If there aren't beneficiaries on accounts that have named, that provide or give you the ability to have a beneficiary make sure that you've got that squared away. And like I always say, if there's any confusion or questions Mm. about how to do this, always lean on an estate planning attorney. This should be part of that conversation, not only getting your will set up, your your power of attorney, living will medical directive, important tax, or excuse me, legal documents, but have the conversation about how these beneficiaries are laid out to make sure it goes in line with what you're trying to accomplish. Very, very important. Now, <clears throat> I'll clear my throat oh, on boy. this one. Here, here we, we go. go. I'm ready. I'm fired oh, up, buddy. <laughs> so now, here we go. We have talked about things to do with your financial advisor, the conversations to have. Now, for individuals that are working and have a 401k that they are contributing to, that they are putting money toward, If there is a match, and I want everybody to do this, to verify if your company is providing a match with your 401k and you're not at least contributing up to the match, that's where I have to say, no, 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 do whatever you can 
to at least contribute up to the match. Why is that the case, Vin? If I'm not contributing up to the percentage of the match for my company, I'm leaving money on the table. It's like a pay raise I'm not taking advantage of. So if they're, I'll make this up, let's say it's 4% and okay. I'm not contributing at least that 4%. Well, guess what? That amount I'm not getting. I'm not getting up to the maximum I can of, I like to call it free money or money that my company is willing to match. Make sure that you're at least contributing up to that amount. Again, okay. if you can, right. I highly suggest you look at that as one of those, check that, look at that, make sure you can do that. Sure. Talk to your plan administrator. If there's any questions, that's a quick phone call to say, hey, I'm contributing this. Can you verify them up to the max? And maybe there's been some changes. Well, no, now the max is this. Make sure if you can, don't leave money on the table. Make sure you can contribute up to that max Leaving money on the table is never a good thing, Vin. Nah. Take it when it's given <laughs> to you. Okay. So now, Vin, as I start to land the plane, this is something where I want people to now look at this year as, you know what? Let's put together a budget. I know it's boring. I know it's not fun. Everybody's listening <laughs> like, oh, Dave, that sounds great. <laughs> I couldn't be more excited. Take a good look at the income coming in. Okay. You know, if you're working from, you know, you're in the job you have, the money that's coming in there, or if you're in retirement, the social security or maybe retirement distribution or uh, from a, an IRA or 401k distributions that you're receiving, that's part of your income, list that all out. And also take a look at your expenses. If you look at some of the expenses we have, then it's so funny how the littlest things, like a cable uh, service that you have, do we need four billion channels? Most likely you not. You never know. <laughs> Take a look at, hey, you know what? Maybe I can lessen some of the channels that I get or maybe streaming services or different ways I can cut down on a bill like that. Or maybe you look at your insurance. Maybe I can raise the deductible on my car insurance to save some money. Different ways that you can limit what's going out the door. We know what's coming in the door, mm. but what's coming, what's going out the door, let's look at different opportunities. And you know what? Make that phone call. Take a look at what your options are. You'd be surprised how much money you can save. The other thing too, Vin, for people that go out to dinner a lot, hey, you know, this is an opportunity to say, you know, do I need to be going out four nights a week? You know, maybe it's a situation I can go out a couple nights a week or have gatherings where I bring people over, friends, if I like to be social with going out to dinner. There are different ways that we can save and it really, really adds up. And here's a key one, Vin, with setting up a budget, something to consider. And there's different versions of this, but mm. I like this a lot. You ready? It's the 50, 30, 20 rule. And Vin, you're looking at me like, What's that all about? What are you talking about? <laughs> Tell me more, please. <laughs> look at your income and try and set up, especially for people that are working, looking for different things that they can do to put money away to say, you know what, if I can do a systematic distribution of money that's coming in and make sure for any money that you're saving, that it goes to a separate account. Don't keep it in with your other monies that you could easily spend. So here you go, Vin. 50, 50% of your money goes to your needs. That could right. be your rent, your mortgage, your car payment, those items that you need to pay for to live. Right. That's it. 50% of your money goes in that direction. 20% goes to 
goes toward your savings uh-huh. and debt reduction. And I'm going to get into that in a minute because All right. here we are in January. I'm sure a lot of people increase those credit card balances. So we'll talk about that. Sure. And then 30% would be the wants. Now, again, you can change these numbers. You know, we can do, you know, 50% goes to your needs, the different things that you have to pay for and change it to 30% goes to savings, 20% to wants. And different. when I say wants, maybe a vacation, going out to dinner, things yeah, that we like sure. to do. Yeah. But look at that. And again, look at how you can put money away for savings. And a key thing for everybody to consider, when I'm talking about savings, I break it down into two areas, if you will. Savings, number one, for everybody listening, you should have three to six months in what we call an emergency fund. And that's where, let's say you lost your job, uh, something happens, you need to rep- do a repair, car repair, whatever it may be, yeah, that happens. you're not leaning on those credit cards. So if at least 20% of your money is going toward the emergency fund, again, three to six months of expenses in a separate account. Nice thing then now is there's a lot of great savings accounts out there that are starting to pay some interest. I'm looking at the online banks paying around 3% for their savings options, which is really nice. A year ago, Vin, you and I would have been talking about 0% or next to nothing. Mm. There are some good online banks that are paying some really nice interest rates. That's a good place for your emergency fund that you can get access to it at any time, three to six months. Last thing I'm going to mention, as I said before, with debt. Let's take a look at those credit cards, especially now that we're past the holidays. You're talking about credit card interest, 20, 25, 30%. It's ridiculous. And I hate to see this, and it happens a lot, where people are investing in the stock market, and then I'll say, well, wait a minute, you have a credit card bill that you're paying 25% on, mm. and they're like, well, yeah, I wanna invest for my future, for my retirement. I'm like, well, I tell you what, there isn't an investment out there that's a guaranteed return of 20, 25%, but I tell you what is guaranteed is that interest rate you're paying on that credit card to the negative, unfortunately. So if you have <laughs> built up some credit card bills, you know, you're paying 25%, whatever it is, we need to use as an opportunity now to figure out ways to get rid of those credit cards, to lessen the amount, because that's a negative percentage, a high percentage that's going against you. So as we're talking about building up our emergency fund, let's also create a plan to, again, part of our savings is 20% I'm talking about, for savings and, and uh, debt reduction right. is maybe at this point we do of that 20%, half of that will go toward building up my emergency fund, but the other half for debt reduction. And again, the key thing is the sooner we can get rid of those high interest credit cards, the better position that we're in. And this is the last thing I want to mention, Vin. I see this a lot where I'll meet with somebody and they're like, well, hey, David, I have, uh, I'm making this up, 30000 in a money market making 3%. Oh, great, excellent. And then they'll say, and I have a $10,000 credit card that I'm paying 25%. Mm. So I, let's look at those numbers. Sure. <laughs> 30,000 in savings getting 3%. Let's put on the glasses, take a look. 10,000 is a negative or the interest rate is 25%. I say, you know what? First thing we're going to do, we're gonna take 10,000 out of that savings account and get rid of that credit card. Mm. And then the money that we're saving that we'd be putting toward the credit card will build up that savings account. There you go. So again, big thing for this year, go see your financial advisor, review what happened last year, see if there are any changes that you need to make, beneficiary designations, verify it's exactly the direction you wanna go for accounts that 
have beneficiary designations or the ability to put them on there and they're and you haven't yeah look to add them on there because again it could create problems for the beneficiary when it comes time to settle up if you have a 401k you're contributing to you're working and putting money toward a 401k and there's a match yeah make sure you're at least putting that amount to the match because if not you're leaving money on the table that the company wants to give you and again consider Getting that budget together. Again, Vin, you're looking at me like, oh. <laughs> oh, not the budget. <laughs> what's coming in the door and what's going out, different ways we can lessen yeah. your expenses. And again, consider breaking it down. Again, the example I used today, 50, 30, 20 rule, 50% goes to your needs, things that you have to pay for, like your rent, your mortgage, car payments. 30% can go toward things that you want to do, dinners, vacations, whatever it may uh, might be. Yeah. And then 20% to savings and debt reduction. And when I say debt reduction, I am pounding the desk. Oh, boy. Let's attack those credit cards. If you've got extra money in a savings account and you have a high interest rate credit card that you're paying on, let's look for an opportunity to pay it off or a good amount of it off. Mm. And the money that we save, we can build up our savings account. There you go. There it is. Whoop, there it is, people. There it is. Good way to start the year. Yeah. Yeah. I like a lot to consider. Listen, as you know, we we've talked on the show on the air as well. You know, January you know, now now's the time to plan ahead. What are you going to do this year? What do you need to do this year? And it's a good time of the year to start uh, looking ahead and really sitting down and you know going over finances. And, and this is yeah. your financial wake up call. Why? Your. Because it's, it's for yours. you. Exactly. Exactly. You out there listening. Yeah, it's advice for you and. Yeah, please share this podcast with uh, other family members, friends, coworkers. Uh, help spread the word because a lot of people have the same kinds of questions. Uh, Dave, for people who want to get in touch with you and ask some questions and, and discuss this a little bit in full, uh, how can they get in touch with you at Shoreline Wealth Management and uh, set up an appointment? Well, thank you for asking. I love it. Well, <laughs> My you, pleasure. You can call our main number at 732-902-7880 course, visit us at shorelinewealth.com. We have offices in Manchester and Manahawkin, right there here at the Jersey are. Shore. Yeah, not too far away. No matter which location, Drive is right around the corner, and it's it's a nice drive. It's a good opportunity. Check out a part of Ocean County and the Jersey Shore here, and then uh, go have a nice little sit down with Dave Crossin. And uh, love to meet you. Plan out, uh, plan out your year ahead. So this is episode number two of your. Financial Wake Up Call podcast and another one next Monday. And don't forget to listen to Short Time with Vin and Dave this coming Sunday as well. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. This information is not intended to be a substitute for individualized legal advice. Please consult your legal advisor regarding your specific situation. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Whether you're in the early stages of investing, getting ready to retire, or planning your estate, you need a financial planner who will guide you on a clear path with honesty and transparency. Shoreline Wealth Management understands that you're more than your money, and they strive to help you realize your best life as they align your finances with your goals. Best of all, Shoreline's straightforward approach will include you in the process. Shoreline Wealth Management is your financial anchor committed to helping you weather life storms. Visit ShorelineWealth.com for more information today. ShorelineWealth.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member of 
FINRA SIPC. Let's face it, investment concepts and financial planning can be very intimidating and confusing. Shoreline Wealth Management addresses that feeling head on. Their goal is to educate you while offering financial advice without buzzwords and jargon. Shoreline includes you in the process and makes you comfortable every step of the way. Shoreline Wealth Management is your financial anchor. Visit shorelinewealth.com for more information and start your financial journey with comfort and security today. Shoreline Wealth Management with offices in Manchester and Manahawkin. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.